Welcome to the LifeWorks Lives We Love podcast, an inspiring conversation with members of the LifeWorks community. We'll hear from a variety of fearless advocates for youth pursuing lives they love. Now, here's your host, LifeWorks CEO, Susan McDowell. Welcome to Lives We Love, the podcast about LifeWorks and specifically the people of LifeWorks. And I am excited today to have Sunny Henriquez. And Sunny is a case manager with our Rapid Rehousing Program. And we're going to talk about what that program does in just a moment. But Sunny, you've been here for a year yeah. as a case manager. You grew up in Amarillo. Yes. Is that right? I did. Went to Amarillo College and Texas State for, yep. for social work. So, welcome. And thanks Thank you for, very much. for being here today. Yeah. So, we're going to start with a question that I ask everybody. What are you doing in your life right now that brings you joy or love? I love this question so much to be the first one because um, a lot of things in my life bring me joy and love for sure. Um, I would say my main couple that I'm focusing on right now is probably my routine and getting my basics like under control. Um, I really love structure and routine. I'm, I'm a nerd about this stuff, so tell <laughs> yes. me what that means for okay. you. That's great. <laughs> um, so for my routine, um, specifically what I'm focusing on right now is getting up on time. It's been a struggle for sure. What's, what's on time? I'm trying to get up at 7 a.m. on the dot, right? And so right now I'm getting up around 7.30, mm -hmm. 7.45, which is not leaving me enough time for the second part of my answer, which is my like spiritual practice and meditation routine. So I'm really wanting to like make sure I have space and time like in the mornings to really, really center and get myself ready and clear yeah. for, you know, my day ahead and like. So you have a meditative practice yep. in the morning. Yeah, I do. How long do you typically put aside for that? Anywhere, well, if I get up on time, right? Yeah. So it would be anywhere between 15 and 30 minutes wow. for meditating. And then I would also like to, you know, stretch or do some yoga as well in the mornings. So Very that's cool. like one of the main things I've been working on is that. So a little still time in the morning. Mm -hmm. I love it. Just for I myself, love. like yeah. just to center. And then I have more intentional time when I have, like when I'm coming to work or anywhere with like a more clear head. That's the piece I have the hardest time with. So, you know, I, I'm, I'm, like I said, I'm kind of a nerd about routine mm -hmm. too. And so I've got this kind of four quadrant of how much sleep I try to get, what my intentions around nutrition and exercise. Mm -hmm. But the breath work piece for me is the hardest mm -hmm. to set aside time for. So Yes, breath work is so beautiful. I, and I love that mixed with the stretching and the, and the stillness. It's like, because like breathing like clears and grounds yeah. so much of, our energy. So. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I can tell even when like I pull it together to do some intentional like stillness and breath work every day, even like five minutes. It yeah. And even that's like difference. perfect. If you can just starting with the five minutes is such a great place to start. And I think that people yeah. sometimes can get in their heads about like doing it specifically or having like a specific structure around meditating, yeah. but it's like you can meditate and walk, you can meditate and drive, like you can do moving meditation or dancing meditation, like there's so many things that you can stem from that. It's yeah. not just like having to sit still and like not think about anything. It can be just doing things more intentionally. Very cool. Including Very breathing, cool. which is really special. Well, thank you for sharing <laughs> yeah. that. Thank you so much. Okay, let's talk about rapid rehousing. Yeah. Um, some people listening may know what that is. 
most probably don't. So could you spend a, a couple of minutes talking about what rapid rehousing is and what the team does specifically here at uh, LifeWorks? Sure, so rapid rehousing is a really beautiful program, a lot of moving variables and aspects to it. Um, but I would say the main thing is like the process, right? So we find a client who is experiencing homelessness based on, they take what's called a coordinated assessment. Mm -hmm. and That's then, our community-wide assessment. Mm -hmm ranking people in terms of kind of vulnerability. vulnerability right. right, and so based on their vulnerability, they get pulled from our, our by name list mm -hmm. and they get distributed to case managers. So when we get a name and their, their number assigned to them, we basically like look into them, where they last were staying, we try to do, we do outreach. And so once we get a hold of them and determine that they are still in need of housing opportunities, then we say, great, let's meet up. We start building a connection and a relationship. We do their enrollment. And then once they're enrolled, we have a little bit more um, idea about what their needs are as far as like any barriers that might be going on or any you know amazing things to celebrate in their resiliency. So we look into their barriers and then mm -hmm. start looking for housing opportunities for them with our housing team. So, that, so let me back this yeah, up if sure. you don't mind mm -hmm. for, for a moment. So someone experiences homelessness mm -hmm. and somewhere along the way as they're looking for housing or looking for support they go through this assessment called coordinated entry mm -hmm. and then they're put on a list that we call the my name list mm -hmm. and when their turn kind of pops up that's when you might get their name yep but it could be the case that you know they've been out there for a while and right. They may be engaged in services somewhere, they may not. So you kind of have to get to know them all over again. Yes, yeah, they yeah. might actually already know LifeWorks. They might mm -hmm. even already be working with street outreach or right. have been in our program before. Yeah. And so every single name and every single human on that list has a different story in a different like place that they're at. So we basically meet them and we establish, you know, kind of that baseline of like, where are you at? How much idea do you have about all, this, all of this that's yeah. going on? because a lot of times we know all these steps and they're just like, I did that assessment once and now what? Like they don't really yeah. have that follow through piece yeah, yet. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so it's really nice to, to start working with them and kind of educate them on like how this is gonna serve them and how the program right. is gonna work. And that things are really moving now. They might've been waiting for a while right. and doubting that yeah. anybody was gonna get back to them. Yes. So that's a, it's a real important encounter. Yes, so they're like, okay, it's time. Yeah. And it's like, all right, let's go. And so the rapid rehousing part of this whole philosophy is the housing first, right? So it's mm -hmm. like, once we get enrolled, it's like we move as fast as the client is wanting to move as far as like their own opportunities. So if they're like on top of it, they're engaged, if they have a working cell phone, things like mm -hmm. this, mm -hmm. um, that make that communication aspect a little easier. Yeah. Um, it can move pretty quickly. We get in with the housing team mm -hmm. and then our housing team is a little bit separate that they do an intake with them. And then they provide the client options the client has you know, options to say, I like this place, I don't like these places. We do the application process. They're approved or denied. It's a lot of the little, the little things in between. And then we mitigate some of the barriers. Maybe it's getting vital documents. Maybe it's something on the record. We work with an attorney or rental debt that we take care of and work with. And then eventually, hopefully as quick as possible, um, we get them signing a lease. And then from there, it's um, support with like rental assistance, utility assistance, and then all of the life skills and yeah. the other beautiful case management pieces. We, we have a great opportunity here to do some myth debunking. Sure. We can take uh, take a little 
you know, side path here. You mentioned that we talk to youth about what it is they want in housing, mm -hmm. like what locations might might work for them or you know, situations of housing, large complex, small complex. And there, there may be people kind of not experienced in this area mm -hmm. or who might have opinions around, well, why, why are we giving so much choice? Shouldn't mm -hmm. somebody just be grateful just to get off the street? Mm -hmm. So can you talk a little bit about just why? Why it is important to listen to what, what our young people are, are thinking and needing and, uh, and aspiring to in this process? Yes. Um, client choice is a huge deal. Yeah. And when we're given options, it gives, us, it gives them more of a sense of control over their life. When in the past, a lot of times they're just told what to do, where to go, X, Y, Z. Like just, this is your only option. And they yeah. just feel like they have to do it. And I love that part about, I love that philosophy of life versus giving them options and giving them client choice because it gives them then the power to say, I don't feel safe in that part of town. Mm -hmm. Or actually I have a support system in this part of town and that makes me feel better, that I could be closer to my people, mm -hmm. closer to my community. And then that increases their chance for success. Yeah, or I have a line of, on daycare here, or I have yes. a line on a job here, mm -hmm. or, you know, I used to hang out in this part of town and it wasn't good for me, mm -hmm. you know, just all of these things. Yeah, and I think that it really gives them, when they see their options, they're really like, oh my gosh, like I get options. It's not just like, take this place, right? Mm -hmm. And it really gives them a, I, I feel like it gives them a sense of control. Yeah, um, and ownership. And, yeah, of like, and ownership. And when they get to have that say in the direction of their life, it may be for better or worse, but then it's like that next yeah. step for them to be able to learn like, okay, I tried that spot or I tried this place and um, we're learning together, yeah. so. Exactly, side by side. So what what is your role in that process? So you have some options, mm -hmm. you're gonna go look at a few places, they're making big choice, what's your role? So we take the clients where they wanna go. So we go and we, we tour the properties, we talk to property managers, we, I mean, if or the clients like, apply, I'm gonna apply. They don't, sometimes they don't even go, they don't even wanna see it or they need to see it. So sometimes they'll be like, I wanna tour every option and they really go like pretty methodically. Some of them are just yeah. like, yeah, it looks great. I was checked out online. I'm ready to go, let's do it. <laughs> so we just kind of meet the client where they're at, yeah. um, wherever they wanna be in the process and we support that, that they journey may not for do them. like that next time, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, I just basically support them and we, yeah. and you know, give them the options. And then from there, we just kind of, to the application, we, ass we assist them with all of those pieces. And then, you know, some of them have no questions. Some of them have a million questions. And it's always just nice to, you know, kind of prod them in the direction of like, this is the very first lease, maybe for some of them, that you're ever signing. And it is in your name and there are, you know. <laughs> Let's walk through it. Yeah, so we <laughs> really, we yeah. really, as our case manager, really try to take our time and be diligent and intentional yeah. about educating them what they're putting their name on because it does have an yeah. impact on them, um, especially if things don't go, you know, so great, yeah. um, which is part of learning and part yeah. of life that they know and they're fully informed about what that means for them. And I think being informed gives them a lot more of a, I mean, more a sense like a sense of like accomplishment of like, hey, these are the things that are so your role, and I, th this is one thing I love mm -hmm. about LifeWorks and case management in particular, and I think case managers are just, they're, they're just heroes, right? Um, you're not doing anything for them. 
you're just walking side by side with them at the pace that makes sense to mm -hmm. them, encouraging, certainly, but you know, you're walking them through, you're teaching them, yes. you're providing the support that they need. You're just giving them that scaffolding of support, but they're driving, and that's so important. I totally agree. And it is a lot of, um, a lot of learning moments. It does yeah. feel like a lot of teaching sometimes, but then sometimes they, they're already like on it and they've already done some things, you know, kind of behind the scenes or like they're not telling me every single step of the way. So sometimes they have a level of independence mm -hmm. that sometimes we don't realize at first yeah. or they have their whole own um, like system of support that's supporting them on the other sides or sometimes they'll be in um, like in conjunction with other programs and other community systems. Mm -hmm. And so they have other case managers that they're being supported by as well. So then we get a chance to collaborate across agencies too, which is always really fun and exciting because we're like, we're not the only person, you know, that they're They've seeking support from. Support. Yeah, they have more yeah. infrastructure, which and is more really cool. More infrastructure, more support is a really, really good thing. I talk to people sometimes, they're like, wow, is that duplication? I'm like, no, that is more support to people who need a lot of support mm -hmm. in their lives, at least for a period of time. Yes, and then, sure. So speaking of period of time, so, all right, you filled out the lease, you're you know, you've walked with them through, you know, things like, you know, figuring out past debt or identity theft or any of these things that have been barriers. Mm -hmm. So you stand ready to move into an apartment. Yeah. Uh, what's that like for our young people? Yeah, so move-in day, big day, big day for client, big day for case managers. Um, we block off the whole day for move-in days typically because um, we never know how they're going to go. Yeah. You know, sometimes things can come up or whatever, but the client is typically pretty excited. Sometimes they're just like, okay, cool. You know, they kind of play it cool because sometimes they don't, all, they don't always like know what all that entails. So typically a move-in day, we're getting up early. Yep. We're going to the unit, we're signing the lease, and we're getting the keys, which is really cool because they try to, sometimes they'll try to give us the case manager. And we're like, no, actually the keys are for mm -hmm. this, this person here. Give them to them. Oh, my life. Yeah. And so they take their keys and they're like, all right, let's go to the unit. And we, and we go in for the first time. I let them go in. Uh, I typically am like, would you like a second? You know, they take some videos. They're really excited. And then we do um, like all the move in parts. So, like it just depends on when the lease date and everything lines up because we do movers and furniture delivery. And then we also do their first big move in groceries and get them all like set up with so like, the spices. So we're providing a lot of furniture, yep. we're providing some groceries, mm -hmm. so we're kind of setting the stage there. Yeah, so we, they're not moving into an empty home, yeah. right? So we're getting them all the basics, you know, the cleaning supplies, and we're really helping them feel like this is like their new home. They have all yeah. the pieces they need to make their first meal that night or whatever it is. It's a huge day. Yeah, so move in day's good. and. I can sometimes, like depending on the lease and stuff, it can feel kind of overwhelming. So we mm -hmm. just really try to take it as slow as, and you know, celebrate it. And I think sometimes in case management, it can just feel like another thing. I've, I've kind of felt that way sometimes, yeah. but then I, I do really try on moving days to stop and remember like this day to take it slow and to savor it because these are like the moments that we're working for. That, right. like, it's and like that the they're big gonna deal. remember. Right, exactly. Maybe for the rest of their lives. Mm -hmm. Their very right. first apartment, you know? Yeah. can be really exciting or their yeah. first apartment in a long time or yeah. somewhere that's like got so so let's let's do a little bit more maybe myth busting because you know i think for a lot of people the story would end there you know we 
helped a young person who's experiencing homelessness, experiencing a lot of barriers, maybe having a lot of self-doubt or having a lot that they need to learn to, to get to this point. Mm -hmm. And and now we're in housing, right? Yeah. Do we just go like this and we're like, okay, we're good, yeah. it's a success? Not so much, <laughs> right? Do you wanna talk about kind of what, uh, what a youth might experience in the, those first few weeks or months of, of housing? Yes, this is a great question, and the, it really is kind of like, it's a lot of work up until move-in day, and then I feel like that's when a whole new chapter of their case managing and relationship kind of starts. Yeah. So then it's the housing stability part, and that part is definitely variable by each client, right? So some of them have been housed before, some of them have never been housed before, and sometimes those first, I would say the first like three months is really where a lot of the little things kind of pop up around, you know, maybe like lease violations or having mm -hmm. guests over too late or they're having maybe a celebration that they're <laughs> moved in, right? Never heard of any 20 year olds who've done that <laughs> on the lease, by the way, but yeah, I get it. <laughs> and so um, it's a lot of that, you know, the life skills of like, are you cooking? Are you cleaning up after yourself? Um, like maybe the smoke alarm has gone off a couple times, yeah. right? And things that, like sometimes it's the little things that we don't typically think about yeah. um, that they're just learning for the first time. And so, and it's a lot of, you know, calling back and forth and checking, a lot of check-ins. Obviously we're checking in um, as much as we can, especially in those first three months, just like trying to mitigate as um, early as possible, like any little things that could come up that might, you know, snowball. So. A lot of it is um, typically mitigating things with the property manager too, as the properties are learning how to work with LifeWorks and how to and how to work with LifeWorks clients as well. Um, and shout out, like they're typically very patient and flexible with us yeah. and in communication with us um, yeah. throughout the process too, which is a huge help. So that right. way, everyone's on a team and everyone's kind of like aware to support this person, and that's a really really cool part. So that housing stability goes. I mean, obviously through their whole yeah. 12 to 24 months of rental assistance and then we just you know as things come up we work for them and with them and you know we talk about budgets we talk about healthy relationships we try to you know talk about boundaries and the little logistical things of adulting right you know utilities mm -hmm. w-9s and jobs and health care and children and child care and all of the other things that go into and you have a runway. family dynamics. You know, you have a runway of, uh, of a lot of time to talk about. It doesn't have to be the first day, right? Yes. That this is, yeah. this is ongoing. ongoing. And super specialized. And that's why I love this program, this, this rapid rehousing program, because it's so flexible to the client's needs mm -hmm. and able to kind of just like shift and adapt and change as things pop up and maybe it's a crisis or maybe it's an exciting thing and we all have right. times and space, I feel like, to, to really show up for that client in that time. And it's not time. just this program, you know, we've, we've designed this, right, to where we can have other elements of LifeWorks pop in too. Mm -hmm. Like our workforce, peer workforce program, peer support, yeah. peer support program, community counseling mm -hmm. program, because we don't quite know with any youth what their journey is gonna be with us and how, even the housing stability journey is gonna look. So having yeah. a lot of options is super important. Yeah, and they do get really excited when they learn like, I can do counseling or like, I someone can help me find a job, you know, and that's really cool to have different programs that are supporting 
-hmm. the long-term goals. Right. But also not to be overwhelming. You know, we don't, right. you know, we it's don't not first day. Yeah, right. exactly. Nobody gets, you know, we don't force anybody because most folks, you know, want more or less the same things in terms of, you know, somewhere to live mm -hmm. and a sense of fulfillment and the sense that they can take care of themselves and uh, and it just it falls together right if we're if we have the right uh, if we have the right relationship yeah and that's the that's the piece yeah I agree and just being like here the here are all the options you have and like we'll talk about them and let us know when you're ready to to discuss or to to start integrate these extra pieces too you know because it all matters but it's like to yeah. the client, like what they're choosing or what they're excited for. Maybe it's a GED, you know, yeah. like something that comes up there that like, if that's an option for me, that's the one I want. And typically they'll, they'll zero in on one or two of those pieces. And then it's like, okay, perfect. We have the infrastructure set in for that, you know, in yep. a flexible way, which is I think a huge deal. Yep. And then down the line, it might be something else or yeah, something else. Cause we Very grow cool. and change and. Okay. So you have been a case manager for a year. Yes. I started on Halloween. Oh, Last year. there you go, mm -hmm. right? <laughs> That's fantastic. Uh, you've got uh, uh, Rapid Rehousing is one of our largest programs mm -hmm. at LifeWorks. So uh, there are, there's a whole big team of you. Can you talk about just the team and how you work together? Yes, yeah, so we have, we have our Rapid Rehousing team, and then we have like four mini teams or sub teams. We have four program coordinators. Mm -hmm. And then each program coordinator of those four has about four to six case managers underneath them mm -hmm. or working with alongside them. And so my team has four and we're all in one office and that's really fun. And two of, our two of the mini teams are here at East and then we have two other teams that are community-based up south, mm -hmm. up north and down south. <laughs> And so um, the team dynamics are beautiful because each program coordinator has kind of a different vibe and each team has kind of a different vibe because you build relationships with the people you're kind of in the office with most. Yeah. And so each team has a different dynamic and I love that piece so mm -hmm. much. And then I feel like with our coworkers that are kind of at different campuses, it's always nice like during team meetings and stuff when you would see each other because it's like, oh my gosh, I missed you. I missed your face. How are you doing? And it kind of has that sense of like, I mean, just community in our team. Yeah. And so the team dynamics are really good. I feel like they're really healthy and good. rapid and I, and I really love that. Um, especially, I mean, I can speak for specifically mostly my team mm -hmm. because I just, I know them closest. We mm -hmm. work so closely together and we're, we have that perfect balance between like serious and goofy and authentic and we're always sharing you know truth with each other feedback encouragement and our um, program service coordinator also just has our back so much and we just have such a good dynamic i feel like in our very team cool. so i really love that very cool very cool so have you always wanted to do this not at all, <laughs> actually. <laughs> okay, so let's, if you don't mind, let's talk about your journey a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I would this. love to, um, because it's actually really interesting um, how I ended up here. I really, in my first days of social work, or like starting to go to social work classes in college, I really wanted to work in immigration and immigration ah. reform and working pot potentially with like immigrant mothers and babies. Yeah. And I, was coming up on my senior year at Texas State in social work, and they were asking us to do the internship, right? And so I'm researching internships, and I'm researching Caritas, mm -hmm. and I'm researching their um, immigrant 
services program, right? And they accepted me into that program. And then some political things shifted around mm -hmm. that time and immigrants were no longer allowed right. in the in the country at the time. So that program got and suspended. The funding yeah. shut down. So the whole program yeah. got suspended. Yeah. And they said, we think you'd do really great in our brand new youth homelessness demonstration program. Oh, there you go. And so <laughs> I was one of the first um, interns. Oh, with Caritas. With Caritas. Oh, okay. And so we have that. these um, biweekly staffing meetings for talking about the youth and how mm -hmm. we're going to be getting them enrolled in our services. Yep. And we delegate some of them to Caritas, some of them come to LifeWorks. And so I was actually coming up to LifeWorks as an intern oh. doing these bi-weekly bi yeah, bi name, bi-weekly, bi-nameless meetings. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And um, so I was already, I already knew yeah. LifeWorks. And so I did that internship for a while and I had no idea that I was like kind of into housing, right? Because mm -hmm. I was like, at that point in the internship, I'm like, doing what I got to do. I'm loving the vibes at LifeWorks because people would have on like roller skates yeah. and we'd have donuts. Oh, right. And I was like, this is great. I know you probably remember. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. And so I'm like, okay, I'm liking the vibe. So then I ended up going to SAFE, working in the children's shelter there oh, okay. um, with young mothers mm -hmm. and their babies. And then um, I took some mental health time off um, after the pandemic. Good for you. Me and Anna Mae mm -hmm. worked together at SAFE. And then she called me up one day when I'm really getting desperate for a job. And she, she's like, I know you've thought about LifeWorks a couple times. I was like, I really don't know if I want to do housing. And she's like, take a chance. You will love LifeWorks. The team is great. Like, you will be perfect here. And so I said, OK, oh, I'm going to do Anna it. May. I'm going to do recruitment. it. <laughs> and from the very first day, I was just like, the vibes are unmatched. Like it's so, I could just feel it yeah. when I when I interviewed. It's I could feel match. it. Yes, such a good match. And um, so I came in, I came into housing, and I was typically I didn't know if I was going to be into it. And then it's interesting now throughout this year how much I've learned about housing and the infrastructure, and the basic need of every human to have a safe home has begun to become a passion of mine and begun to totally change my perspective on things I thought I was passionate about because I do really believe that like to do to make change mm -hmm. the place the first place to start is a home mm -hmm. really to have a stable a stable space to sleep <laughs> yeah. at night and to feel safe and to all the all the things mental health or substance misuse like all the little things that are all the big things that can go into that just really start there and so it's really the foundation for any kind of change. And so that was something that was like a big aha moment for me coming into housing and realizing that it's a really big deal what we're yeah. doing. And yeah, cool. <laughs> so that's the story. That and so now, and now we're doing the, these meetings and it's all come back full circle and it's really interesting. Yeah, the by name list mm -hmm. yeah. where we sit in a room and with other agencies yes, too. Yes, Caritas and, and Safe are all here. You know, somebody's name comes up and it's like, okay, here's here's who they are. Where is the best match? Yes, yeah. exactly. Who has what uh, what this young person really needs? Mm -hmm. And I, I I remember when we started those meetings and feeling like, okay, we're doing something important here because. You know, people ask me all the time about, oh, you know, what nonprofits do you compete with? And I just, I really hate that question because, you know, the reality is we kind of cling to each other for dear life, right? <laughs> because there's, there's not duplication. There yeah. is, in best case scenarios, there's a high degree of alignment and collaboration. And 
you know, we have things that Caritas doesn't have. Caritas has things that SAFE might not have. SAFE might have things that we don't have, and it's about making that that good match with exactly. uh, with what the young person needs. Just keeping everybody's egos and you know false sense of competition out of out of it. So yeah. I love that we we've got this back going again. Yeah, and I think that it's so beautiful being in those meetings with the other agencies, and that's mm-hmm. the point of them is the cross agency collaboration because. A name will come up and they'll be like, I've known that client for a year now and I know where they hang out, I know where they stay, I know what they need. And then that client doesn't have to go to each agency individually. Oh, yeah. They get pulled it's from yeah, yeah, they get they just get to be pulled straight to the agency that has the needs that fit them best. And that's um, you know, less steps and less directions that they have to take to find, you know. So I have a sense of uh, of what draws you to this work and what kind of feeds you in this work. What's challenging about this work? I would say the biggest challenges right now feel like, it feels like to me, the maybe like the, the data and the numbers. The administrative and end. The administrative, and this is just for me. I know yeah. people have different um, yeah. strengths in different areas, and mine is really, you know, sitting with the client and working with the client and we're, we're running around in the community and we're getting IDs, we're paying bills, we're doing... You're managing crisis. Yes. You know, there's a lot of Many of those. today crisis. The reality, the reality of this, the work and, you know, I, I think we can, um, you know, one of the messages I want to get out to folks who we think about this work is the full scope of the work, right? Mm-hmm. And, and truth and advertising and... There is, uh, you know, we have more than 100 funding contracts that come into iParks, and it enables us to do amazing work in the community. And each one of them has their reports mm-hmm. and has their requirements that might not even be aligned with each other. So there's, a, there's also a substantial administrative end of this. Definitely. That can be very challenging to balance with the kind of intentional, focused, compassionate time spent with uh, with clients. So, mm-hmm. how do you how do you balance the two? What's your what's your strategy? Mm. My strategy is really about boundary setting with mm-hmm. myself. Mm. And when I say when I block out time on my calendar to do admin time, that means that my client phone time needs to be out of sight, <laughs> typically. <Yeah. laughs> um, because you'll go there. <laughs> yeah, because it's like a client's going to call and yeah. you're going to want to pick that up because you never mm-hmm. know what they're needing. And so for me, it really takes like a lot of discipline to mm-hmm. make sure that I'm following um, my flow that I set up for myself and my routine at work. So I do specifically set out admin time. We have meeting time that, I, that we make sure that we're you yeah. know, available and present for. And then um, also making sure you're like thoroughly available for the client, but not where you're gonna bend over backwards and then be getting burnt out by doing yeah. a million things when what I'm learning is you know how to delegate back to the client and give them a sense of more responsibility yeah. versus either taking their hand and doing every little thing or giving them a chance to figure it out a little bit. So like, hey, try and Google that and yeah. get back and I'll get back to you in an hour <laughs> or tomorrow. Each of it's uh you know, each of it's a piece of the job. I like how you say the your flow of it. So you just have to 
Yeah. Every single person who does this job has to determine what their what their flow what their is. flow is, and everyone does it differently. And that's why I love the team aspect and the dynamics of that is because I get to see how my coworkers do their flow and pick up on we call I call them life hacks, right? But it's like yeah, yeah. I'll have um, life works hacks. <laughs> one 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 of my coworkers is doing one specific kind of hack that brings me. I'm like, okay, I could be doing that more efficiently, or like knowing that obviously would not work for me in my flow, right? Um, but we all get to learn from each other, and that's what's really cool. So um, cool. I would say the balance is a huge deal with case management. Yeah. Time, the time managing, the balancing, the coworker relationships, the client relationships, and then being able to really show up and be fully present in the meetings because we get a lot of um, motivation, I think, from being in the same room together sure. and from sharing face, and we're laughing, and we're being serious, and we're getting down to business, and we're doing the hard work. And also not taking it all so seriously. Yeah. So for me, as Very someone cool. that's just like, I care a lot. Yeah. It's like sometimes at the end of the day being like, it'll still be there tomorrow. This and I'm enough. gonna, and this is enough for today. And like, look how much I did get done today. And so that's like something I have to constantly remind myself of. Yeah. It's a good reason to ground yourself in the morning. Too. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and right after work too, I gotta have a moment. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm, I'm with you on that. Okay. Final question. Sure. Um, as you're looking at, uh, at your time here, which will hopefully be a very long time, what, uh, I mean, you think of legacy. Legacy could be big, it could be small, it can be collaborative, it can be individual. What kind of, you know, what, what do you want your LifeWorks legacy to be? Mm. My idea of a beautiful legacy is really just authenticity mm. with the people you see, like the person you're in front of in the moment, whether they're, you know, front desk or admin staff or clients or people at the works, like anyone, mm -hmm. just like showing up fully for them and having like the warmth and the compassion just to like really look at them in the eyes and just be like, how are you doing today? You know, that kind of legacy just to, that we're all in this hard job together mm -hmm. and we're all here for the mission yeah. and that's what I want to leave is just like the warmth and then some playfulness for sure as well. That's fantastic. Mm -hmm. We need the playfulness. We absolutely do. Sunny, thank you so much yes, for, thank you for having me. Yeah. And thank you all for tuning in and listening today, learning about rapid rehousing, maybe debunking a couple of myths around youth experiencing homelessness and just learning more about building a purposeful life and career and just prioritizing at the same time your own wholeness and authenticity. Thanks so much for tuning in, and we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to the Lives We Love podcast. For more information about LifeWorks and how you can help, please visit lifeworksaustin.org.